While the Nationals may not have won that ball game, I think we won it in the long run after Josiah Gray's start. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel and make every moment more right now with new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and also follow the show page at LO underscore nationals and of course subscribe over on youtube search locked on nationals hit that notification bell as well later on in today's show the nationals get ready to take on the milwaukee brewers in which they should be coasting to an nl central victory at least in my mind we'll preview that series as jake irvin goes against left-handed pitcher wade miley will preview that game and the series a little bit later on in today's program but also let's take a look at the second half of this Nationals team, because I kind of went through some of the numbers of it, and we all know that this second half of this national stretch has actually been pretty good, but how good has it been? And one stat in particular kind of gets me a little excited about this team. I'll preview that and talk about that a little later, but let's start off with what we all wanted to see with yesterday's game, and that was Josiah Gray making a nice little bounce back after coming off of 11 days rest Skipping a start, as we all know, that start back about two weeks ago was kind of a disaster start for him. He yelled at Jacob Young in the outfield, something that's totally out of character for Josiah and what he has done. Got some work in the bullpen, skipped his start, and made some adjustments. And those adjustments really paid off for him, as we saw with yesterday's game. Gray had a new delivery, if you guys did not notice. And it was kind of noticeable because... One, I'm going to take for granted that you guys all probably watch the same game as I do, and we're all watching this together. We see these starts. We kind of notice these little different things with it. And we all know the one issue the entire season, really over the last few years, Josiah, and kind of how he's always gotten a little bit erratic. And the reason why that is is because of his front left shoulder flying out when he pitches. So we all notice that. But yesterday was a little bit different, and you didn't really see that. And the results really showed as well because he walked zero batters in which was a huge step of improvement for Josiah because that's not something that he routinely does. And in fact, this is not something that the national starting pitching staff routinely does whatsoever. This was the first time since June 14th that Josiah Gray has walked zero batters in a single start. And that game went up against Houston in which a, a game he actually gave up four earned runs in and didn't even look all that good in that game. But also, he threw 62 strikes out of his 88 pitches yesterday. That's the most strikes that he has thrown since July 27th, and really that July 27th start was probably the last time we got a good Josiah Gray outing. So the adjustment that he made, something that I kind of noticed from the get-go, was with the way that he was pitching out of the windup. And now, if you were to take a look at Josiah compared to his last start 11, 12 days ago at this moment, compared to what he was in yesterday's start, you could probably tell that his back typically faces 
center field, whether it be Jacob Young, Alex Call, whoever is out there. But yesterday, it was slanted more towards like the second base right field side. And I think that adjustment kind of allowed him to just make it a clearer path going over to, to home plate there. And Davey Martinez talked about that as well. And I think we saw that improvement in just that little kind of difference in the way he's approaching his starting outings now. And so when you talk about Josiah, we all know the different hurdles that he's had to go through so far this season. He started off the season red hot. Obviously, that that second game start that he had, that was not a good start against the Braves. That was probably one of his worst starts all season, if we're being honest. But over the last few months, we've seen a much more different Josiah Gray, someone who actually had an ERA in the twos back in June. Josiah Gray is still good, but we've seen the struggles over the course of the season, and it also kind of allowed us to open up the dialogue for it. Is there concerns? Are there worries with Josiah? And there was. There were adjustments that needed to be made, and now that you see him making those adjustments and putting it into a good performance as he did yesterday, that's something that you can take as a win. And while the Nationals, the offense was awful, Josiah Gray, he did give up two solo home runs, but honestly, in which a time to where Josiah is struggling pumping strikes, I'd actually much rather see him give up two solo home runs than get hit around kind of the similar way that he's been getting hit around over the last few weeks here because the starts before this, he had four innings pitched against the Marlins, gave up three earned runs, a home run, walked four batters. He's walked four batters in two straight starts before this, and he even walked five batters back in August against the Yankees. And even before that, against the Red Sox, walked three batters in three innings pitched. We all know what the issue has been with Josiah. It's been his command. And so when you talk about this with Josiah and really what he has struggled with, it's the command. But yesterday, walking zero batters and also striking out 10 batters, which is the most that he has struck out in a single start all season long, that is progression. And that is what you want to see, not just from Josiah, but from the rest of this Nationals team, as we've seen C.J. Abrams really progress so far this season. You saw J. Mayor Candelario take a step up earlier this season before we shipped them off. Lane Thomas has taken a step up and has played really consistent baseball over the stretch of the season. You've seen a lot of different guys kind of Take that next step. And while Josiah started off fast, kind of not like this Nationals team did, this Nationals team started off pretty slow, you're starting to see Josiah pick it up again. And Davey Martinez did say that he'll make his next start, so they're not going to skip it again. Let's see if he can do this for two times in a row, because we all know the importance that Josiah Gray plays with this team. He has to pitch well in order for this team to win. Now, while the bullpen has been a little bit better over the year, it's gotten a tad better. You've seen the progress from guys like Jordan Weems. You've seen Jose Ferrer come in, pitch really solid. Kyle Finnegan has really improved so far this season. Hunter Harvey has been really good. And at times, earlier on in the season, Mason Thompson was solid as well. But so far, so good for Josiah Gray with some of these uh, nice little improvements, you could say. But also, I want to get to this real quick before we get on to the second half of the season. Thaddeus Ward is back with the Washington Nationals, and they've actually been stretching him out, and he hasn't pitched since way early in July as he was shut down there back in the summer. But now he's back, and I don't think a lot of people know about this, but Thaddeus Ward was actually stretched out to be a starter for the Nationals for the second half of the season. If you look back at his minor leagues back with the Red Sox, 
he was always a starter before he got that Tommy John surgery. He was recovering last year. He did well in a lot of different situations for them, but the nationals, they snagged him in the rule five draft. And obviously they just stuck him back in the bullpen. But with Thaddeus Ward, could it be different with him if he does get a start here and there? Because we all know Mackenzie Gore is on the IL right now. Who knows what they will do with him at this moment? Will they just shut him down? Who really knows? That's just a different time for a different day that we can discuss that. But with Thaddeus Ward, I would actually like to see him get a start. And now some people may think that is insane that you want to see that because he came and get through an inning pitch out of the bullpen. And you may be right. But also, just looking by the numbers, and I'm not going to lie, I never watched Thaddeus Ward down in the minor leagues. Who did? If you did, congrats. I haven't. Thaddeus Ward has good numbers as a starter. Some guys are just as simple as that. When you are set in stone for a routine, for a professional baseball player, for a professional in any aspect of life, you have a routine. Thaddeus Ward had to break that routine in order to play in the bullpen this year. Some people can't get amped up. Some people can't even get mentally ready the same as they were to be a starter. You've seen that plenty of times over the years in which guys just aren't bullpen guys. They can't do that. They can't get ready. They can't get amped up in the split of a second. Some guys need the whole day. They need to know when they're pitching and when they're not. And in this sense, maybe Thaddeus Ward could become a solid starting pitcher. Not to say that will happen because we've seen him. We've seen the same Thaddeus Ward that I have. It's been a tough go for it this year. But even then, he's been good at times as a starter down in the minors. Let's give him a shot. Why not at this moment in time? Because for being honest, I like his stuff. I think he's solid. I think he's got good stuff, but we all know what the issue was. Kind of a lot like these young pitchers, walking a lot of guys and giving up the long ball. So let's see what Thaddeus Ward can do. I'm all for giving him a shot at some point this season and maybe start a game. Maybe you don't want to go with Jackson Rutledge again or whatever it may be. Throw Thaddeus Ward out there. See what he can do because at this moment, what's going to hurt? You're in the second half of the season. You're in the bottom half of September here. Let's give guys a shot. And that's really what this season and what this month is going to be about for the Nationals moving forward. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen. The Nationals play the Milwaukee Brewers tonight at 835 Eastern Time. You can catch those Nationals and every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. Before we move on to really kind of crunch the numbers on the second half season of these Nationals. There's some good, there's some bad, but one thing really stuck out to me in a big way, and I kind of want to chew on that and see what you guys think about this one stat, about this Nationals in one run game, and really, what does it mean? I'll tell you guys about that, but before we get into that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Jace Medical. And guys, when I tell you about Jace This is what I want you to know because modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online 
form and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now we get back into it as We've all talked about for quite a while now that this Nationals team in the second half, you're going to learn a lot about them because it is a gauntlet of a schedule, and it has been for quite some time now. So here's the updated rankings really since they played the Oakland A's. Obviously, they won that series against the Oakland A's at home. They won that series against the Red Sox. They won that series against the Phillies, beat the Yankees, beat the Marlins, and that's when the losing kind of started to turmoil here. You go against the Blue Jays, you lose that series. The Marlins, you lose that series. You split against the New York Mets. You lose the series against the Dodgers. And then finally, you lose the the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So there's been a lot of wins and a lot of losses in this team. But here's kind of the gist of this. Is that we know that a lot of these teams, including the Yankees, who, yes, they may be struggling, but they're still the Yankees. And playing up in the Bronx Zoo is still no fun. They went up there and they handled their business, and Carter Keboom kind of highlighted that series, in my opinion. You also got really good start out of Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, all the guys that you wanted to see. But furthermore, since that, you've played against the Miami Marlins, who we all know they have owned us in the 2020 so far. The Dodgers, it's the Dodgers. Then you play against the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday, and you lose three of four games. So no, going forward, you play against Milwaukee, up in Milwaukee over a three-game series that starts tonight, and then you take on the Chicago White Sox at home, a series that you honestly just have to win because after that, you go against Atlanta at home, and then you go up to Baltimore and then back down to Atlanta. That's not a fun way to end off the season. So going into tonight's game, the Nationals have actually been good in the second half of the season. They have been, and some people may not really take that for what it's worth, but they're 29 and 28 in the second half of this season. And, and while it has been kind of doom and gloom over the last month or so, you've seen a lot of good things with this Nationals team. Number one, in August, they won about 60% of their games. That is good. And it seemed like the wheels kind of fell off there at the end and the Nationals were winning a lot. We were having a lot of fun on this show. Everyone was kind of high-fying and, and jumping for joy. But at this moment, We kind of know what has happened. The pitching has fallen off a little bit. The bullpen and the offense isn't really the same hot stretch that they were on back in August. And people have just kind of landed back down on earth as Kibet Ruiz isn't killing the baseball anymore. As Lane Thomas isn't hitting four home runs in one series or whatever it may be. Jake Irvin, he's been good, but he's not the Superman that he was back in August. So now you look forward to all these things. And one thing in particular really stuck out to me because we all know the nickname that has caught on with this Nationals team, and it's the Scrappy Nats. Well, in one run game so far in 2023, 
The Nationals are 24 and 20, and also they have a winning record in extra innings so far this season as well. I think that kind of molds to show you why they get this scrappy Nats team. Because number one, they're never really down and out. Even when you're down four to nothing, if it's the seventh inning and you have Kyle Finnegan in there or whatever whatever bullpen arm is in there, if it's Mason Thompson in before he got option to AAA, then that's kind of something that you would see. We have a chance. You would say that to yourself. Am I right? I'm not the only one who would actually watch this team and say, well, I don't feel like we're 100% out of it. I can see this national team kind of scrapping their way to a win, and I think that one-run game, having a winning record in, let alone being really good in, in my opinion, 24 wins and only 20 losses in those one-run games, that's something that is really good. That is not something that should just be overlooked, in my opinion. I think that goes to credit guys like C.J. Abrams and Jacob Young even at times, who these young guys are taking that step up in which you haven't really seen that in years past with the young guys. Like Kibar Ruiz coming in, hitting walk-off home runs, or C.J. Abrams coming in and getting walk-off hits, Jacob Young, Jake, whatever it is. You see these Nationals teams, and the young Nats in particular, kind of show up in these situations in which we haven't seen in years past. So number one, I think this goes to show you that this Nationals team has progressed. They have growth so far in this season. And in similar ways in 2011, in which the Nationals, the first half of that year, it was bad. And the second half of that 2011 season, it was a lot better. You saw a much better product. And I think that goes to show you what this Nationals team is. I don't want to say that we're going to be entering this 2012 stretch again, in which next year we're going to win the NL East, because I just don't see it. The Atlanta Braves are really good. The New York Mets have the tools to be really good again. Obviously, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be really good, and maybe even the Marlins take a step up. But as of right now, you see progress. And progress alone is a lot better than what the product was last year because that's not what we saw. Back in September of 2022, yes, there was some progress. The team was better. The defense was better. The pitching was better. The offense was better. Everything was just a little bit better. But the only reason why it was better was because we were basically the worst team statistically in every single category. So that was kind of like a a fake improvement because really the only way that the Nationals could have gone at that moment was up, and they did go up, so that's good. But in this year, this is real improvement because not only are you just looking individually at guys like Josiah Gray, C.J. Abrams, Kiber Ruiz, Lane Thomas, Jake Irvin, Mackenzie Gore, all those young guys and say, those guys are looking pretty good. It's also resulting in wins, as we've seen over the course of this season, finishing 29 and 28 in the second half. Now, the Nationals could very well drop below 500 because you play the Braves twice and as well as the Orioles again. And then you play the Milwaukee Brewers tonight also. Not fun series, to say the least. It's going to be a tough one. But you also play teams like the White Sox. And while the Nationals, they have better records on the road this season rather than they do at home, It'll make for an interesting game, an interesting series, in my opinion, because you go back down to Atlanta in which, let's be honest, I don't feel comfortable playing in Atlanta at any time of the year. It doesn't matter what time. We don't do well in Atlanta. Simple as that. They have our name. They have our number. And that's typically how it goes for really any team. 
going down to Atlanta. But even then, looking at the Milwaukee Brewers tonight, you've won two of three games so far this season against them. And also going up against the White Sox, that's a team that you just have to beat. So the Nationals, they could maintain this 500 winning pace over the course of the second half of the season. And if they do, if they do finish that strong, and if they can kind of get this and get over the hump, as some would say, I think that's going to mean a lot for this team heading into 2024. And again, Mike Rizzo keeps on saying this on with the sports junkies and also on with uh, Chris Russo the other day over on MLB Network. The Lerner family, they've never been all in like they are right now. So if that is true, if that is true, I'm not saying it is, but if that is true, then that's going to really kind of mold well for this team spending in free agency heading into this offseason. Because at this moment, you can't tell me that the Nationals wouldn't compete for a wild card spot this time next year. I think they could. I think they have the pieces. I think they have the farm system to really kind of bring up guys and mold them in the majors. You look at Brady House and what he is doing down in double A, James Wood as well, Dylan Cruz, Robert Hassel has been really hot as of recent. There's a lot of different things that could happen. But it's not really about what could happen. It's what will happen. So that's all really kind of just talking for show at this moment because they're still down in double A. A lot of the big gun prospects, they will be up probably in 2024. But even then, you still have holes to fill. And I think that's going to be on this ownership group and really spending the money and really allocating your assets and finding out what you exactly need to help this team and propel them into the playoffs come 2024. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nets your first listen every single day. The Nationals play the Brewers tonight at 8.35 Eastern time. You can catch every game and every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And let me just say it's a treat to listen to Charlie and Dave every single game on the SXM app. So before we preview this Brewer series, let me tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And guys, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. And you know what I did yesterday? I had a Devontae Smith touchdown, and of course, it cashed with our friends at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now we get into previewing tonight's matchup as it is Jake Irvin versus left-handed pitcher Wade Miley. And Wade Miley was with the Chicago Cubs last year, only made a handful of starts, battled some injuries, but even then looked really good in some times. And over the course of this season, in my opinion, this has been one of the better Wade Miley years. And being in your mid-30s to have your kind of best season, in my opinion, while it hasn't always been great at times, he's not really a strikeout pitcher. He's going to be a contact guy. I think that actually does well for this Nationals team in which we saw what yesterday happened. The offense was atrocious. It just was. Only two hits and nine innings pitched. Mitch Keller kind of just took advantage of us in every stretch of that offense. That wasn't a good performance. But going into tonight's game, 
Wade Miley, someone you can get contact off of, someone who's going to allow you to put the ball in play. I look at guys like, again, Lane Thomas. I want to see what Lane Thomas can do in this matchup. Also, Kibert Ruiz from the right side of the play. I I just always have liked his power, even though the numbers do not display that. I love Kibert Ruiz swing from the right side of the play. I don't know what it is, but I just do. It's a gut feel kind of thing with me. But also Jake Irvin. Jake Irvin, over the second half of the season with the Nationals, has probably been their most consistent pitcher, considering your bullpen and as well as the starting pitching staff. Jake Irvin skipped his start back in July, and ever since then, he's been a completely different pitcher. Now, that's not saying that he just fixed everything with that, because from what I can see, Jake Irvin is just belongs. He belongs in this rotation. He belongs in the starting rotation for a major league team. And so going into tonight's game with a solid Milwaukee Brewers offense, but even then, we all know what carries them. It's their starting pitching. So going up in tonight's game with a Nationals offense that struggled to produce runs in yesterday's contest, only giving up two hits, I actually give the Nats the benefit of the doubt. Will they get shut down in two straight games? Because I asked myself that, and I don't think they can. Now, some people may say, you're crazy to bet that. You're crazy to think that the Nationals won't get shut down in two straight games. But from what I have seen, the Nationals, they do have this bounce-back effect. After having these bad games, especially offensively, they usually find ways to really just kind of do better. Because going up against Wade Miley, he's not going to be throwing all this different junk at you. He's not going to be striking your guys out left and right. He's not going for eight to nine strikeouts and five innings pitch. That's not what he is. He's going to allow you to put the ball in play. And when you do that, the defense is going to have opportunities to mess up. And not only that, you're going to have opportunities to hit. And especially at Miller Park, in my opinion, in which you can find success there, in which the Nationals, they've certainly found success there over the last really decade if we're looking back at it, but it's going to be an interesting series. Going up against this Brewers team, they need wins. They need to hold on to that NL Central and see what they can do because it is not a given to beat this Nationals team as I think a lot of teams have figured that out over the course of this season. You guys can catch the Nationals, Jake Irvin, and much, much more, and the Nationals play tonight at 8.30 Eastern Time. Catch every pitch of the Nats Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. You guys enjoy the weekend. Of course, we'll have your National Stock Report on Monday and much more on this Milwaukee Brewers series. I'll catch you on the flip side.